Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks and hacks for a way to live better. Welcome to another episode of the One Year No Beer podcast. Today, I am only half of your host because today I am joined by the wonderful, amazing, super, just fantastic Lord of Everything, Lord S. Better, 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 half. better half, prettier, more intelligent wife, Jennifer Fairburns. Yay! Thrilled to be here, and you know we're ready to kick it up a notch here uh, at the One You Know Beer podcast. Um, so we thought we'd give it a, a try as as a duo. Um, and so I'm very excited. Um, and today's guest is, um, is, we're very excited about today, aren't we, Ruth? Because something we really love is to see all the success stories that come out of people who find OIMB um, and transform their life completely and come up and start their own exciting business ventures, uh, et cetera. And today- Especially a business helping people to change their relationship with alcohol, right, which right. is like, that is the perfect thing because it then the thing. they've, they've, they've come, they've had this realization and they're like, yes, the awakening is you are fully assimilated when exactly. that happens. And so our purpose at OMB has not just be, you know, transforming one person's life is transforming other people's life and helping other people transform other people's life, having that kind of snowball effect. And today's uh, guest, I mean, this is a lad's lad who was, you know, always late at the parties, having fun. Um, but then when he changed his relationship with alcohol, loved the way he was feeling, but he still missed that beer, you know, this that thing that he'd grown up up with the taste of it and the idea of being able to be out with friends and and celebrating without necessarily drinking so what did he do he only went and sat up the, started this amazing non-alcoholic beer company which is not only apparently very tasty but it really looks cool very cool i am excited to get very my hands cool. on one of these hint hint <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado everyone please welcome johnny Hello, everybody. I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me on the on the podcast. Good to good to absolutely great to have you um, on the podcast. So um, Jen has given us a little bit of a whistle stop tour, but why don't you, in your own words, um, tell us a bit about your journey so far? Okay, so um, I'm I'm 32 years old now. Um, I grew up in North London and have worked in the city for the last seven years in quite a high pressured sort of sales environment. Um, I've always been a pretty big boozer since the age that I could legally go to pubs, um, but even probably before then, in, you know, in the park with your friends. Um, but I, brew, I grew up in this sort of booze Britain culture. And um, so drinking was just a part of life. It's something that you used to do every weekend with your friends, you know, go out, party, get drunk. And it was, you know, every... Every weekend, it was it was sort of the same routine. But working in the city as well, it was quite a social environment where you know we'd go out with colleagues on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night after work, working through the hangovers uh, on Saturdays, going out and meeting old school friends, and then Sundays always a complete write off, you know, on the sofa, feeling a bit crap, and then um, and then back to work on Monday, and. Uh, yeah, so that was sort of my that was my relationship with alcohol probably about ten years. 
and um, it all came to a head. Pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, normal. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it all, it all came to a head um, last year after got after I got married, and uh, I just I was just fed up with the feeling of you know constantly feeling hungover, and I remember listening to yours and Andy's podcast at the start, you know, about the moderate drinker and you know always sort of having alcohol in your system you know because there probably wasn't a period for longer than you know seven days where you wouldn't I wouldn't have a beer or a glass of wine and it was you know I it I wouldn't class myself as an alcoholic I was just what I class as normal but then I gave up the booze for a period uh with the help of one you know beer in the podcast and it completely changed everything that's awesome um so what was the moment that you decided um to to give it a shot and and what was the reaction in the people around you so it was after my wedding to my wife uh, tony we we got married in uh, we had a wedding party in july last year we got married in italy in june but then had sort of a uk party with all of our friends that couldn't make it and uh, i had a hangover that probably lasted for about five days and that's no exaggeration. I, I, I felt crap for days. And it was after that point, um, and my friends at the, you know, told me afterwards, you know, I did a, a few stupid things, nothing like outrageous, but just having that beer fear, knowing that I was probably a bit of a prat on the night. Um, and I just, you know, I just, I looked back at my life and I was sort of thinking, I'm just on this hamster wheel and it's just sort of, you know, I'm not enjoying life. I'm, I'm working going out and then I'm hung over and then I'm working again. So I wasn't actually, you know, the, the weekends that I would have to do what I wanted to do was often spell, uh, spent feeling sorry for myself on the sofa. Um, and so, yeah. And, but during, in 2015, uh, my, my dad passed away suddenly in an accident and wow. no, that's right. And the, the effects from that sort of, I think, made it get worse and worse and probably much it was very stressful and drinking a lot more and then um, yeah so but after my wedding party that was when I decided to call it quit yeah that's awesome I mean that's awesome I mean going through something uh, that traumatic in life I mean this is what we've done uh, you know this is how we've dealt with it throughout the years you know we we just numb ourselves and that we get the alcohol in and and that's that at that point it's a helpful tool but it doesn't stop and you're saying you know you woke up and you had like a five-day hangover you know consequently you'd poison your body to a point of your body not functioning for five days you know at, at some point you kind of say I think that's enough, you know, do I want to feel like this? It's like, it's like a one week groundhog week, you know, same stuff up, repeat, do that same again. And, and your body just said, stop, right. That's it. Or your mind exactly. just went. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was just, it was just a realization that, you know, I'm, I was, I'm 32. I've, you know, I've had a lot of fun since I was, you know, 18 or since I was an adult, if you like, but it was, um, I, the more important things start to come through in life. You know, I just got married. Um, mm. We just bought a house. There was lots mm. to do at that, in the house. And, you know, I, I, I really, and, and, you know, I had a lot more responsibilities because obviously we had a mortgage and stuff. And I couldn't, because I was in a high pressure sales environment, I had to be on it all the time. And mm. it, it was funny listening to, you know, Rory and Andy um, at the very start and saying about, you know, I would, I'd go out on the weekend 
I'd probably recover properly on a Thursday, feel like top form on Thursday, and I'd have like the best day at work. <laughs> but then I'd go out and get on the piss Thursday night. So it's literally one day of the week I was probably on top form. And yep. I, sort of, I looked at that, and I was just like, that's, that's no way to be living. Yeah. Mm. It's funny because um, it, when you're in it, it's just, that's all the fun. It is what everyone else is doing. It's perfectly normal. And then yet yeah, there's this like little scratching at the back of the, at the back of the brain. But then when you're, when the scratching the back of the brain comes forward, which is, this is not right. And I think life could be better. And I'm not sure. Then you start to approach the thing of, Oh, I think I'm going to, you know, I think I'm going to try not drinking for a bit. And then you get the all of the doubt, but not just that, the reactions from people like, well, why would you want to do that? I didn't realize you have a problem. Are you sure? You know, what are you talking about giving up drinking? You're going to be boring. Am I going to be boring? What's going to happen to me? Am I, you know, and all of this stuff sort of appears. And I think that's, this is like a tip of the hat really to everyone. You um, who has come through that high pressured city, I know hands up, you know, told I was committing commercial suicide if I stopped drinking. If that isn't pressure, right? My whole life or my whole career, I was like, I'm going to be a number one top broker. And in here I was having to make a decision which was going to say I was committing commercial suicide. And yet I still made that decision. I went into the unknown. You had to go into the unknown, right? And so many people have to take this step into the unknown of where all the signs are saying, don't go back and everything else. And yet when you get to the other side, you're like, I just can't believe I didn't do that earlier. I wish I'd done that sooner. And you know what I thought was fun isn't really fun. That's really key, right? Everything I thought about drinking, which is like, it's so much fun and so much gear. You were like, actually, now I'm on the other side. I realized just how it wasn't that much fun. Um, the opposite. Exactly. And it's, you know, going back to what you said about when I first gave up, I um, I met up with Andy Liddell, who you probably know. Who, yes. You know, quite what a, a legend. Awesome. <laughs> he is. He's an absolute legend. So Andy, I went out with Andy, uh, he's a friend of a friend, and I went out with him on a couple of nights out a few years ago, and he was, he was, a, he was a, you know, a bit of a boozer, he was a fun time guy, and um, I heard that he'd quit the booze from this friend of ours, and so I decided to, I gave him a course, said, Look, let's meet up, tell me about this alcohol-free business that you're, uh, that you're doing, and then um, I, was, I was just amazed by how much weight he'd lost, because he was, he was quite a big guy. In I know, it's like three stone or something, wasn't it? Yeah, and... So when I saw him, he'd lost three, three, four stone, I think, at the time. And, and just talking to him, his laser focus and his sort of his vision, um, it, it reminded me of the Limitless Pill from Limitless Film, <laughs> and uh, one of my favourite movies. Yeah. And uh, and I was he completely sold me on going alcohol free. He said, "Listen to these podcasts." So the first three weeks um, of giving up the booze, it was quite hard. Um, because I was still in that environment of going out with work colleagues. Yeah. And the, I remember the first night I actually went out with them and I, we went to a bar in the city and I had a, like all you know, new t- newcomers to the alcohol-free movement, I bought a cranberry juice, you know, a bright red drink in a tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a flower in <laughs> and, you know, some, some pink frilly stuff. And, a, you know, yeah, great. It was, like, was, like, was reserved for like, pregnant ladies. <laughs> But it was like a beacon of light shining on me. And then, you know, everyone, everyone was saying, what, what are you doing? Why are you not drinking? And then, you know, at the time, I think it's changed a lot now, the perception of people that don't drink. But back, this, this was only last year. But, you know, the amount of stick I've got and people saying, you know, pressure me to go, oh, just have a beer, just have a beer, have a shot. 
because I, I used to be the one that always used to get the shots in. And, yeah. and obviously, it was just a big shock to everyone. And um, so the first three weeks were you know, pretty hard. I tried to avoid social situations. Um, but then it was, it, I, I distinctly remember it was a three-week mark that I just sort of, I woke up and I just felt incredible. Because obviously all the booze was completely out of my system. And um, it's the thing that people, everyone says in these podcasts, I was sleeping better. I was, I was getting up early at the weekends. I was going out and exercising. And then from exercising, you've got all the endorphins and you feel brilliant. And then I was doing so much stuff around the house. My wife was actually getting quite frustrated with me because I was just doing so much <laughs> and, um, and, and tidying up all the time. But, um, and then, yeah, so I... I I actually, oh, I didn't oh, oh, oh. you tidied up. Wait, no, no, I want to, I want to hold right there. You tidied up. Sure, stop just, throwing me under the bus. This is not something that happened over here. We must Ever. have missed a mark here. So can we just talk more about that after this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do I it, but I just outsource discussion. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding, Johnny. Sorry, please continue. I didn't. <laughs> no, well, I, I had this really weird sort of OCD obsession about tidiness. So, you know, I was constantly cleaning up and I, I soon realised how messy my wife was, but we'll, we'll leave that because I've watched her struggle gut me. Um, <laughs> but um, so I, I didn't actually sign up to the One You Know Beer programme initially. Um, I, I just listened to the podcast. So I just like took advantage of the free stuff. Um, <laughs> but I listened to them every day on, on the way into work and on the way home. And uh, just to sort of keep me motivated and all the inspiring stories about, you know, people who've given up what they've done just kept on sort of motivating me to keep going. So I set myself a target of 90 days. I actually did 112 days. But at that point, the pressure or the peer pressure got too much. And I went out with one of my oldest mates and we went out and I had five beers and the next day instantly regretted it. And um, shortly after that, I spoke to Andy Liddell. And he said, mate, just sign up to One You Know Beer because you get access to the Facebook group. There's a massive community of, of support. And so I did. And that, you know, in my first stint of going alcohol-free, I, I really felt alone. It was probably the, the best way to describe it because the majority of people drink, right? And they do. going alcohol-free, <laughs> it was, you know, without joining the group, it yep. was, I did feel really alone. And um but then when you signed up to the group and you hit, you know, you read people's messages every day, everyone's supporting everyone. Then I did another about 95 days, I think. Um, so, but so, yeah, so I, I still drink on a very rare occasion. Um, I've completely Great. changed my sort of relationship with alcohol. Um, that is, that is the perfect story to me. Mm. So the reason why that is the perfect story is that um, to be congruent to our mission, to my personal mission and our mission is to have a massive impact in the world. And you can't do that with charging for everything. What we have to do is be able to help a huge number of people who are not going to sign up. They won't sign up. And if we can do that through podcasts like this, if we can inspire people to change their relationship with alcohol, if we can give them some of the tools to go mm -hmm. forth in their, in their world and change their relationship with alcohol just by using the free stuff, then that is amazing. That's exactly the mission that we are on 
if anybody feels, and I think that this is, you've hit the nail on the head that it can feel lonely. So if you aren't able to get around people who are being alcohol free, or if you feel like in any way you're struggling or hang on a minute, I'm not quite getting this, or I'm getting to 28 days and slipping. Well, that's why we created a program, right? So we created a program to really help you think about alcohol differently, to change the way you react to alcohol, to disassociate it from all the things we have, like alcohol equals fun, alcohol equals success, right? That's the process we take people through. And that is the challenge. But then for many people, the challenge is like, okay, that's great. I'm on the challenge. It's a self-help program. I need to have all that self-discipline. I've got help with the community, but I need a little bit more accountability. I need more support. I need, so I've tried the challenge a couple of times. That's why we created Alcohol Free Me. We created it so that you could get onto Zoom calls. You could speak to a coach. You could get some one-to-one time with them, all of that stuff. Again, making sure that in our pricing, everything was less than what people are spending on alcohol, right? Mm. So what was congruent or really important for us is that nobody could look me in the eyes and say, I can't afford your program. Because the reality is, unless you're home brewing or stealing, you can afford to sign up to one (laughs) year no beer. And, And those things were really, really important in everything that we've set with our pricing and how the programs all work. And then I think just coming back on is that most people, you know, they, they, they enter into one year, no beer world um, through various different ways, come through the podcast, come through, um, you know, PR, whatever, Facebook, et cetera. Um, they come in and they start, I'm, I'm going to try a trial. Nobody comes to sign up for the community. So nobody's like, I, I really need a community to help me change my relationship with alcohol. But yet that is exactly what people need. And there's this old adage, right? Sell people what they want, give them what they need. People don't realize that they need a community or how powerful it is. And I think the last bit on here, and then I will let you talk, lovely wife, <laughs> is that the, 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 the truth of community is that most of it is subconscious. It is so small and it's mm. so interweaved, you don't realize that looking onto that just a Facebook group? Yeah, but there's lots of Facebook groups out there. Yeah, but this is different. Mm. People are cultivating vulnerability, pouring out their lives. This is a place of trust and where people are feeling inspired. Mm. So it's a very special place. The sense of belonging in there is massive. And that sense of belonging is then when somebody says to you, come on, mate, just have a shot. You're like, well, (laughs) hang on. No, actually, I have a sense of belonging Mm. here. And it's about going through this challenge and being alcohol free. So I think that's why it's been very successful. No, what you just said there, the community, you felt very lonely when you were trying to kind of white knuckle it on your own. And then, you know, coming into the YMB community, you know, that's where it changes. Because no matter what your journey is, there's always going to be someone in there that has the similar journey as you, who has the same goals as you, who has the same, you know, there's always someone to relate you to you to communicate with. And also you mentioned, you know, now you, you're not you don't not drink, you just drink, you know, much like us, like not very often, but, you know, we don't put a label on it. We have a drink if we fancy it, but we have no attachment to it. And that's our journey. So not everyone has that journey. Some people choose to never touch it. And they, and that's very important that they have that as well. And we've had some people on the coming, you know, commenting on these podcasts, like, how can you talk about you guys, you know, drinking? This is, this is not a sobriety journey. Some people are on a sobriety journey. Some people are just on change the relationship with alcohol and more so getting to that point of having no attachment to alcohol like it doesn't mean anything I can't can I have a drink if I fancy it I mean is that entirely up to me but it, it doesn't consume my day my time or my energy or health like I it doesn't it doesn't cost anything for me to kind of have a drink if I want to and that's where you are now as well and, and so that must be a very 
nice feeling for you having gone through that first try and then the second try and tell us a little bit yeah, how and how you felt the the breakthrough so it, it really you know after so after the first three weeks of not drinking i started to feel incredible and i i became very angelical about it so i used to tell everyone and all my <laughs> friends and all my family and they were just like oh shut up with this alcohol free business and but but i did i felt so good and because you know virtually everyone virtually everyone has you know drinks and is a moderate drinker they might have just a glass not necessarily boozers but they have a glass of wine they have a couple of beers and one one example that i always relate it back to you know i used to meet my friends every now and again and we'd meet up in the pub and have just a couple of beers just to catch up and then go home so we weren't drinking to go and get drunk we were just literally going to the pub catching up but those two beers would really affect me the next day. And I didn't really realize that until I'd stopped drinking. So mm -hmm. it's what I, what I sort of really then wanted to promote was, you know, going alcohol free, it's not going completely alcohol free. You know, there's certain occasions you might want to have a drink, but on the occasions when you're just going to go and have a, when you're not going out to get drunk, why drink alcohol? Because um, mm -hmm. alcohol will affect your sleep, will affect you the next day. And, you know, the alcohol-free alternatives now, like, taste just like the, the real real deal. Yeah. And yeah. so what, what frustrated me was that, you know, after three weeks, I started missing beer. So then I ventured into the alcohol-free beer world and I went online, bought some from Dry Drinker and Wise Bartender, and I was amazed by how good some of them tasted. But whenever I'd go out to the pub or to a restaurant or to a bar, they only had, like, the big brands that everyone knows of and I didn't yeah. like those um so I sort of then came up with the idea I was like well look, I've always wanted to start my own business and you know I love this alcohol free movement I researched loads about it saw that more and more people were going alcohol free it's obviously it's a great movement right and but you know I had I had sound experience and I was like right I'm going to start my own alcohol free beer brand and I'm going to make my mission to get it into pubs, bars and restaurants so that when I go out, I've got a good option. And I really, I made a product for myself, but I know there's other people like me who would want to drink a better option. So then, um, so that, yeah, then I started on the journey of creating an alcohol-free beer. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I think you've just done such a good job. Like, I would be so proud just standing in the pub with that because the bottle looks good and the the label looks good. The branding is on point. So I can re I can really see that in pubs and people being like, yeah, you know, I'm drinking my limited. You know, here it is, and people be like, wow. So we're gonna make sure that on the on the on the um, podcast page we, we're gonna put up photos so people can see what it looks like and obviously link to your um, socials and everything. But you guys should see this. It's, it's, it's very, very stylish. So um, tell me a bit about the journey of setting this up and, and where you've got to today. So I had no prior experience of brewing um, or the drinks industry. So it was completely alien uh, initially. Um, so I really just spent hours on Google um, initially um, researching about it. I found uh, a, a brewer who, and I told him about my sort of my my mission and my you know vision of what I wanted to create and he's a he's a brilliant brewer and he we developed a recipe over the next 10 months so we did numerous brews which weren't right and then but my my spec to him was I wanted to create not just an alcohol free beer but an alcohol free beer which is actively good for you 
because alcohol-free beer, if it's brewed in a certain way, it's a nutritional drink. Because you can, you can, there's two ways you can brew it. You can brew it to a normal strength beer, then strip out the alcohol. But if you, we brew it up to 0.5%. And if you brew it up to that, the al- alcohol normally will kill off all the good stuff. So obviously you've got like barley, you've got um, malts in there. And that's all, nutri- that's all sort of growing out the ground, right? So it's all nutritional um, products. Um, and they've got all nutritional values that come out of them. So, you know, with our beer, when we, when we got it to the right taste, we sent it off to the lab to get tested and it's only got 23 calories per bottle. It's, um, it's got 10, uh, 30% of your uh, vitamin B12 intake in each bottle. Um, it's low carb, it's vegan. So yeah, we, we created a healthy beer, I like to call Great. it. I love that. Um, so yeah, and then I, you know, we, we, I had a clear idea of how I wanted it to look. A lot of the other beers on the market were quite colourful and quite arty and I wanted something that just looked a little bit more premium. You know, everyone likes nice things. And, you know, I'm, like you said, it's, it's, I'm, I'd be proud to hold that in a bar. Whereas, mm. you know, when, you've, when, I, when I did quit initially and I was in a bar and I had one of the big brands, it's like, again, it's like a beacon. It's like people see it. It's like, oh, why are you drinking that? Mm. Um, because it's recognised. But with something like this, I just think it looks a little bit cooler. Um, and hopefully something, you know, people will be proud to drink. Yeah, I can yeah, see that then, at sporting events as well. You know, uh, some sporting events, they tend to hand up, uh, hand out a nice fresh cider or a beer on the finish line, which doesn't make sense. But like one of these, I would totally drink one of these and get a bit of, you know, and it's a bit nutritional as well. So I could totally, I could totally see myself having one of those after, whereas I would never drink an alcoholic drink after a race. But I, I can see your, your products um, on the finish line for sure. And that's, that's what I noticed in the group in the one, you know, beer group, this is what inspired me as well, because so many people and their stories, you know, they give up the booze and then they just start exercising a lot more. And there's people constantly putting up pictures of like, they've done a marathon, they've done a 10K, they're they're doing all these things. And, you know, I was exercising more. So, you know, my product isn't necessarily for people who are trying to convert them to stop drinking, but the people who do stop drinking, they're more health conscious. Mm. And, you know, ideally... For me, it's like if I could choose a healthy alcohol-free beer over not, you know, just an alcohol-free beer, I'd choose a healthy one because I've, you know, I'm more health conscious. So, um, yeah. I, then, I uh, saw. Um, I, I just saw some interesting research, and uh, I'm ruining the statistics. So, as always, I just like to create poetic <laughs> license and double whatever number that's in my favour of whatever start I want. But it was something like. <laughs> Um, during this survey, 70% of millennials are expecting to drink alcohol-free drinks over Christmas this year. Um, there you go. And they would want low calorie because the millennials, yeah. I mean, they're very health conscious, you know, and all the social media and all that, you know, they want to look good and having a low calorie option. Because a lot of people do say with the non-alcoholic versions, there's a lot more sugar, there's a lot more other additives and stuff. So, so the fact that your product is is healthy, you know, a good a healthy leaner option is, I can see the... But I had this vision, you know, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, and I was like, I can't wait to walk into the bar that's that's equal, Mm. you know, and and you feel equal. 
you are you are, and they're not going to look at you like you're some kind of alien mm. when you ask for an alcohol free beer we've moved past that right i started and it was like that they went down to the bottom of the shelf they blew off the dust <laughs> off the beck's blue it was warm they poured it out they gave you a frilly glass different to everybody else's just to make you feel like a complete weirdo <laughs> um and um you know the whole place was like looking around like who's that guy drinking that weird stuff um we've definitely moved on for that but we're still nowhere near the mm. the the equal place where you see all these spirits now coming out. It's amazing. The consumer da- demand must be huge. Liars is, is an example. You know, they've got 13 products now. Um, and, um, you know, th- there's so much going on out there in this alcohol-free space. I can't wait till the bars are really up to speed. A bit difficult for them at the moment. I appreciate um, not not mm. a good world right now for, for bar owners. But going around there, um, how has coronavirus affected things for you? And um, And where are you taking this? So, well, we launched, we always planned to launch in June. And um, so in March, when we went into our first lockdown, obviously it was a little bit worrying. Uh, but in a way, it was, it was, it, it made me focus more on just what, I, on the smaller part of the market that we could focus on. So we had a really great start. We sold out within a couple of weeks. Um, and then since then, we've had, you know, a very sort of steady increase in sales each month. And um, yeah, so, you know, now initially it was just me. Um, obviously, I had the brewer making the beer, but um, we've we've grown a team now. So we've got in our marketing and the sales team involved, and um, we've got big, pretty big plans for next year uh, to get into some big. Well, we, we've already secured a couple of big contracts with some big bar chains in the city. Uh, yeah. One of them in the bar that I actually met my wife in, which is uh, yeah, nice. that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Um, Would you have met her if you were sober? <laughs> <laughs> Would you have had the confidence? Right. <laughs> I'm joking. Would she have fancied no. you if she wasn't no. eight pints in? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That's like, it's really funny because you know at the time. I, you know, I would never go up to anyone unless I'd have a, mm. had a couple of drinks in me. Totally. And I was definitely a little bit tipsy when I spoke mm-hmm. to her. Um, yeah. But, but now, you know, you just, when you, when you take away the alcohol and you, the first month or two, you know, you, you, you've, you're, you're treading new water, right? And you sort of feel a little bit nervous just that, you know, being in um, a bar where everyone's really drunk or, you know, everyone's, you know, drinking. But as the sort of time goes on, I just feel more and more comfortable and you just see people get more and more mm. drunk and it's actually yeah. quite amusing to watch. It is. <laughs> yeah, a, it's just that, oh. for that first half an hour, hour, like once you get past that, you know, then you're like, well, actually, I'm pretty good and I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow and feel pretty awesome and these guys are going to be reeling for days, right? So, yeah, yeah. Well, there was no, there was exactly. no question, and you know, um, uh, admitting this in front of my wife, hope she, she doesn't punch me in the face, but I was more attractive which wouldn't be hard um, but I was more attractive once I knocked the booze on its head and I knew that because I was having more conversations in later in the evening having not not drunk I you know I wasn't running around everywhere trying to show off and dance off things and everything else I was more centered I was more calm I was more authentic I I was more uh, I could remember what I was doing my communication was clearer so all of those things so despite saying Oh, you know, you didn't have the, would you have had the balls? Because back then you were a different person. Yes, mm. you felt like you needed alcohol to, to have this Dutch courage. But the thing is now, now that you've moved the alcohol, you're like, I don't even need 
the Dutch courage, mm. because it was the alcohol that was creating the need for the Dutch courage in the first place. It was the <laughs> alcohol that was making me feel like I don't have any confidence and I'm, I'm anxious here and I don't know about approaching women, blah, 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 blah. So um, I think that that's a, that's a big difference and a slight mm. distinction um, in what the sort of alcohol-free superpowers, as we call it, the mm. limitless pill. Um, you, you had some interesting um, statistic, a number on the on the website. Why don't you talk about that? Um, that is that during the first lockdown, some three million people chose to turn to uh, non-alcoholic um, alternatives. I mean, that's huge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the last year, when you know, I, it still felt like it was pretty. You no, know, obviously, Rory five six years ago it was obviously completely different. Last year, it still felt quite small but in the space of a year the alcohol free movement has grown so much there's so much more press about it there's so many more people saying that they're not drinking anymore like loads of celebrities are you know not, not drinking anymore which obviously is a bit of a platform to promote it but yeah alcohol free sales grew 30 percent during the lockdown um mm. it's the fastest growing sector in the drinks industry yeah so going back to what rory said you know, one in four 18 to 24-year-olds, this was last year, one in four 18 to 24-year-olds don't drink at all. Yeah. And I think it's definitely the younger generation. You know, mm. when I was 18, 19, it was booze Britain culture. Absolutely. Like, if you didn't Everyone. drink, you were weird. Totally. But I think now, more and more people... Well, I drank, but I was still weird. But more and more people from the young, you know, the people that are, you know, from the younger generation growing up are going to be drinking less. You know, I, I, I made a prediction last year when I came up with this uh, unlimited brand that in 10 years, I predict that the majority of people won't drink just because, like how smoking used to be. Everyone used to smoke, then it was, you know, saying how bad it is for you, and it's sort of a, a taboo now. But I think it will be the same with drink. You know, if the younger people aren't drinking, the older people eventually are going to become older and older. And um, I think just the whole, you know, attitude towards our landscape is, is shifting. Um, the, the, I felt like that. Um, mm. I felt exactly like you. I thought it would happen in a decade. Um, and when I started this, I thought this paradigm shift was going to happen in the next few years and we were going to miss it. And all I can say is paradigm shifts happen really really slowly. <laughs> and if you look at the World Health Organization, they predict a 20% increase in alcohol consumption in Europe and the US over the next decade. So this alcohol thing is not going anywhere anytime soon, but I 100% share the vision with you that there will come a time that the vast majority of people choose not to drink. <laughs> but I think the time zone is much longer. And that's really positive. It's positive for you. It's positive for me. It's not positive for the world, right? It doesn't matter. You know, I wanted to write to the World Health Organization and say, um, excuse me, and here's how we're going to change um, your <laughs> predictions um, So um, to, to challenge them. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, the the we're still at a time in the world where more people are come, becoming drinkers than they are as they come into the funnel. And I think we've got another decade, two, three decades before we um, before we get to that place. So, but as you know, growing this beer brand and one year no beer, the opportunity for you, this space, it's growing enormously, and it's a massive, massive space. Um, so, 
I'm curious to hear um, just pe the people close to you, around you. Ha have you seen, you know, in the beginning, they were all like, you know, well, why are you not drinking? You know, come on, be more fun. Um, it's been a, some time now. Have you seen a shift in, in, in someone or in your close environment that's kind of going, hang on a minute, maybe he's onto something, you know, having that knock on effect? Yeah. So I, I'd say the majority of people who are very close to me, obviously immediate family and, and close friends, they have in this, you know, last year reduced or taken a break from alcohol just based on me selling it to them. You know, they're selling that's them what the it's positive. All about. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I see how much I've, you know, changed and improved. Exactly. I, I think people are like, oh, I might have a, I, I, I want a piece of that. So, I want a piece of that. Yeah. You look what he's doing. Look how he's looking and feeling and doing and all that. Started so, because that's that's what we love and with what we do. Because my, we, I remember we went to. I'm from Sweden and there's a huge drinking culture up there, especially up in North Sweden. And and my family are like, oh, wait, what do you mean you're not drinking now? Oh, they couldn't even imagine it. And, you know, whiskey beers. You know, and they like to the party at the weekend. And then um, my dad could not believe, and he would always make fun of Rue. You know him not drinking you know just jokingly fun and then we came next time we went up to sweden um my dad we were sitting down having lunch and my dad went would you guys like a, 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 a non-alcoholic carlsberg and we both went sure and we thought because we were always carrying the six pack into like the house and they were like laughing at us and he opened his drinks fridge and it was 80 percent full of uh of carlsberg uh, zero whatever they are but and he had he said no no the, the, we've swapped this so we might have a glass of wine at the weekend but during the week we uh, we only ever have this to lunch or the and and that, and i mean it blew my mind that was mind-blowing for her it dad. was mind -blowing. <laughs> that and was it just, but, but that just never shows saw you that never say never like you, people say oh when you know you know i'm sticking to this i've done this my whole life we never forced him we never said anything to him he literally just observed what we were doing what we did and how we felt um and um funny enough my dad is today a month alcohol free and he feels amazing um because the, once you feel the benefit and you're like hang on a minute i'm not saying he's not going to have a drink but he's seeing and feeling the benefits so it's never too late some people are like well, i've been drinking my whole life i'm old now i'm above 60 why should i change and, and again it's why not i mean you could feel even better if you feel pretty good what if you can feel even better and so i love that my dad is, is at 65 is transforming his relationship with alcohol because it's never too late and right I I think I think you know your, even your sort of your first program, the twenty eight days. I think it. What I say to people is, you know, just if you take just a three week break from drinking, it's it you like at that point you really see the difference and you feel the difference because I think when people do take that break, then that's when people will stop or change their relationship with alcohol, and then that will like you know continuously from that point their alcohol. The, the view of alcohol is completely different. But unless you take that sort of first leap and have a big enough break to feel the benefit, totally. then you sort of For, you never really know. And, and I think, you know, the greatest thing you are doing, um, Johnny, what's going on here is that for most people, they are suffering in silence. Right. So they're 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 ignoring the hangovers. They're ignoring the regret. They're ignoring the crap that's showing up in their life. The stuff they've said. I don't know what I did last night. The blackouts, the cost, the money. All of that is like swept under the carpet with this is normal. This is normal. It's OK. It's normal. But in the back of their mind, they're like, is it? And should I change this? And do I have a problem or I don't have a problem? And could I stop? And I don't know. And oh, I did try January last year. 
So, but most importantly is that talking about it is like a no-no because it's so normal. So they don't come up and go, oh, you know, I'm really starting to question this alcohol thing, right? But by the time they get to that point, they've really got quite far in their developed thinking. That's not an early conversation. You don't wake up and go to the pub and go like, I'm worried about how I'm going to feel tomorrow. <laughs> Can you imagine, right? It's just not said. So the thing is, the only way we really reach people, right? The people that we love, the people around us, the people that see us is by us doing it ourselves and showing up and just keep there. And then they see it. And, you know, you can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but for many people, until they see it, that's when they think, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. And that's, you, you hit on it earlier in, exactly when your mate called you up and met you one-on-one, -on -one, right? Not in front of the group, not in front of us. It was like, so what's this thing? And how did I do that? You know, like you did with Andy, same situation. Um, because shame, I don't really want to admit a problem, blah, blah, blah. But I've seen you change. And so I just wanted to commend you again. You know, this is an amazing thing we are doing. We're not just doing it for ourselves. Yes. Think about the impact we're doing it for ourselves. But by choosing to change your relationship with alcohol, you are reaching people who need to hear this message. You are reaching people who are suffering quietly, who might just come and do the same thing as you. And I think that's amazing. And you're, 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 you're helping future people out for that want to drink something cool. Who want, you're like, hey, you guys, this is, you know, if this is going to make your journey a little bit easier, like this is a really cool option. This is what I've got. I mean, so you're doing people a service with this product that you have as well, because you're consequently going to have, have people come into the bar and be like, yeah, I'll have an unlimited. Everyone, everyone will know what that is, you know? Um, and it's, it's going to get more normal. It's going to get more. And we just can't wait until we go into a place where like half the, almost half the, um, the fridges are kind of filled with, with non-alcoholic options. We just need to get an OYMB label on your bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and we send you a couple of small stickers if you want to change your relationship with alcohol yeah um, well I've got we've got um, I think we're doing a, a promo with uh, One You Know Beer in December but I've also got because One You Know Beer is so close to my heart and it, it really is the reason that I started all of this so we have got a promo code for 20% off for One You Know Beer members brilliant. if they do OYNB20 they get 20% off on, on the website Brilliant. That is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, and, yeah, and, and when, when will that be available? Did you say now in time for Christmas? That's available now. That's I mean, guys, I, think... I mean, guys, like get get your cupboard stocked up for Christmas. Um, make sure you got those options at home. Um, it'll look great on the Christmas table. And if, if you can have one or two people coming over, you know, it'd be a great thing to offer out. And it's from one of our members, which I love yes, so much. This that's is the best like story. This, that's the full, yeah. the full, that's the best bit. So that's why we fully support everything you're doing. You're so we're definitely going to do alumni. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and I wonder, you know, if we got together all the, all the different businesses and podcasts and, you know, cause there's loads of podcasts now and there's businesses and all sorts that have come out There's world records, multiple world records. Mm. Um, um, so it'd be great to just put all this stuff down. Like, and it's not like we created this, but it's like, no, this is no, what people went on to achieve once they removed alcohol and, and we were a part of helping them do that, which is an honor. Um, exactly. So, Johnny, how do, where do we find it um, and where do we get our hands on it and where do we, people find more from you? So um, we're, Unlimited is listed on most of the alcohol-free uh, online retailers. 
but uh, you can buy it directly from our website, which is www.unltd.beer. Uh, so it's like unlimited, but abbreviated. So it's, it's very UN- clever. When I was when I was naming it, I loved I loved the name Unlimited, but it just was too long, and yeah. uh, yeah. that sounds really silly. But I just like let's just shorten it down. So yeah, unltd.beer is the website. Good, good and, branding. Uh, well done. Thank you. Um, go and get yourself unlimited, which is yes. the whole point of it, right? Be unlimited. Yeah, be unlimited. Be be right. unlimited. Um, because that's really the whole message here, isn't it? The booze is actually and, so limiting. And that's, that's, that was sort of the reason for the name as well, because it was going back to the Limitless pill. Um, I yeah. wanted to call the beer Limitless, but I think that yeah. was taken. And um, it's a buy beer in America. But, but I, you know, <laughs> but when, I, um, when, when I gave up, I felt like I'd unlocked my unlimited potential. And I said that, and I can't mm-hmm. remember I said it to you. And they're like, what about unlimited? And I was just like, perfect. So yeah, that's where it came from. No, you nailed, you absolutely nailed it, and I and I love the dot beer as well, um, because that that's that just kind of tops it off perfectly. So go and check them out on Facebook. Go and check them out on Instagram, and um, yeah, we can't wait to hear back from our audience. We can't wait to start seeing uh, pictures of your beer show up on 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 the newsfeed and our Facebook groups, because they will start showing up. So guys, make the most out of this offer. It is OYMB20. If you go to the Unlimited uh, website, OYMB20, you get 20% off. Get that stuff stocked up. And apparently it sells out. So we got to be quick. Let's see if we can, they, they can ship some to where we are here in Mallorca. Yeah, it might I'm take gonna, a while. I'm ship some to you guys. <laughs> I might have to go pick it up in Barcelona or something like that, like we had to do with our cat because <laughs> of COVID. But I will do it. Oh, it's funny you say that. So I'm, I'm in talks with um, a distributor in Spain and um, we're, it's probably a month or two away, but we're planning to license the brand out there. Oh, that's so. exciting. Largest, um, largest alcohol-free yeah. beer market in the world, Spain. It is huge yeah. here. And we yeah. have to say they have you got some that. great option. Yeah, have <laughs> done your research. But we, that's actually, one thing. It's good. It's actually, it was a one year no beer member who, who contacted me, who is the guy that, he's a Spanish guy, and he wants the licenses out there. So that was another connection through one year no beer, which is obviously wow. going you know, to help the brand. Yeah. That's so cool. Good job. Well done. Thank well, you. thanks so much awesome. for coming on the podcast. Oh, we look forward so to hearing much. more from you so soon, nice. Johnny. Thank you so much. You and we much. just want to wish you all the best. And please keep us posted because... We, we love everything that you're doing and uh, we really do wish you the best. And we're looking forward to catching up on a podcast further ahead to see how you're doing. Brilliant. Thank you for having me and uh, continue doing a great job because it, it really does you know, improve people's lives. So thank you. That's awesome. Thanks, thank you, Johnny. All right. Take care. for listening to the one year no beer podcast for a full list of episodes and to join in the challenge yourself head on over to oneyearnobeer.com one